I'm not an expert. I'm not an authority. I'm someone who has been a murderer for almost 20 years. Can you say how many people might be doing crimes like you were doing? It would be a guess, but it's not. It's far more than 35. It isn't that impossible in this society. It happens. Are there more people? They didn't give up. Uh, how he, many? she didn't give up. I did. I came in out of the cold. And what I'm saying is there are some people who prefer it in the cold. Good people see. Nice guy. Did you like that? I like it. Sexual uh, experience, I guess. You read two books, you dipshit. Oh, God, I'm sorry, Cody. You've been gone for weeks on end right now. Yeah, since you've been gone. <laughs> I can breathe for the first time. Okay, is that Katie? I don't know. That's Katie Clarkson. Is this Kelly? Kelly? Yeah, that's Kelly, bruh. Does anybody know if Justin is still alive? The one from and American Idol? I took one look at it and... That's weird. I don't think that's Ed, but that's close enough. Jewel Hauser, California's gold. <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> were you watch? Were you watching this or no? Um, the I, Great Los Angeles Air Raid of nineteen. Oh yeah, that, uh, Phil and I covered that. Okay, the battle for Los Angeles. So that was the old guy who was involved in shooting at. The mysterious aircraft that came in L.A. Wow. And he's just like, <laughs> it's pretty great because he's like, my commander said, get on that gun and get firing. He's like, at what, sir? I don't care. Get up there and get firing. <laughs> 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 that guy was gangster as shit, dude. <clears throat> Did you find Eddie clip yet? Incredible energies. <clears throat> Positive and negative. Uh, depending on a mood, that would trigger one or the other. And outside... I looked troubled at times. Other times I looked moody. Hmm. Uh, other times perfectly serene. Not very sane. I'm just going to keep that open in case I need a refresh. That's going to be my razor blades for this fucking... Okay. All right. So instead of seeing razor blades, you just... I'm going to pop that video open for a second and get, get her back. The weird thing is, is like, he's obviously a California boy, but he doesn't really sound like... He sounds Midwestern a little bit. Yeah. He does kind of. I mean... Technically, he does, as we'll learn, he does spend some time there. Oh, does he? See? He does, oh, see? I'm excited to learn more about this bad oh, boy. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm going to say, guys, I'm pretty proud of my work here. I think we might be covering more than, or hopefully, you'll learn a lot more than anybody Anyone? has. This so. is going to be the definitive yeah. Kemper's Kemper. I, I'm not, I decided I'm not holding anything back. I'm just gonna, we're gonna talk about everything possible, and we're probably gonna hate him even more by the end of this. So. Fuck yes. Before this, we get started. Yes. Before we even introduce yeah. anything. Yes. This is our 
This is our 100th episode. I was choking on I was choking on some key lime mm. LaCroix there. Hell yeah. Jordan, do the do the klaxons again. Nice. All right. That episode 100. Did you ever think we would make it? Yes. You did. Yeah. It's... I didn't think we would have a second podcast and five minisodes. But, true. True. But I did think we would get to 100. Now, I I think I looked Literally, the first episode we've ever posted was, like, in the very first week of April, technically. So, we're very close. And, uh, really, either the years got longer, or I don't know, but, uh, we we had missed at least two weeks. Yeah. So, there's 52 weeks in a year. So, technically, this should be right around our two-year anniversary. So, we're, like... Like, we missed four episodes in two years, basically. Is that how many it has been? Right. I remember when uh, Jordan and I went to the Chicago True Crime Festival. That was our very first one. And I can't, I think we were all sick for another one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, I don't, we, I know we haven't missed much. We try to, you know, do this as much as we Between can. Between the but... bumbles, obviously, it'll get cut. Push yeah, comes that's... to shove, that'll get cut before yeah. anything else. Yeah. But, uh, the we main try ep- and get the main show out every Sunday because that's the that's the whole point. That's how you get people to listen. Put shit out on time. Even through the coronavirus, we're here. True. And uh, even though we're technically supposed to be shut down right now. Yeah, we're in a central business. <clears throat> I that hey, look, if my work can type a shitty little word processor document that says I'm essential, we'll type it up for you guys. I that's don't right. care. Are that's we right. in LLC? Uh, Put that in an LLC. Like, how are you going to try and sue me? I feel like an LLC is kind of expensive. No. It's no? Like, open up an LLC. We can file for an LLC for like $20 at City really? Hall. Really? I, I thought it was like 99 bucks on LegalZoom.com. Or 20 bucks at City Hall. If you, or you can <laughs> now, pay LegalZoom $70 extra. <laughs> now, I know the main reason you want an LLC is so if you get sued, they can't destroy your life that's what destroy two, your business that's but, what two chains said yeah put that on the llc like how are you gonna try and sue me <laughs> well i know my my dad's business that's one of the reasons he said he did is because a limited liability because mm, if you get one pissed off guy they can destroy your entire life and then you're just fucked basically you yep. know now go ahead take all the assets from my <laughs> business but you're not touching my personal bank account or my vehicles what, or anything like that what can they steal from bubba Butt podcast i mean the equipment i guess maybe? i mean this is what a 250 dollars mixer yep this is, these microphones are 150 each yep so we got we got probably like 700 ish dollars this computer i'll pay him to take it <laughs> <laughs> please take it please take this computer i've first. i've literally considered i i was thinking i was like should we literally save up our patreon money to just get a computer that has like proper processing power Hell no. but no. we're riding this bitch until yeah, it, it'll die we're riding her into the ground we're riding until it starts smoking i have this really nice computer that i sit at that I literally never use uh, because I only use my laptop now. But uh, you got a dope. Li- doesn't your laptop have like a 1080? Yeah, or 1070, I think. <laughs> we Does were... it get hot and loud or no? No, not really. I I did notice it's that annoying thing because there's a fan on like the the case, and sometimes a wire will hit hit it just oh. right in that ting. Uh. So then I got to either hit it or take it off. I and ripped out. It. I ripped out the cords for one of my fans because that was happening. I was like, uh, I'll just not have it. I, I hate it. It's the most mundane, annoying sound 
fucking ever. Yep. It'll drive you up the wall. It's like if somebody, yeah, it's like a kid just sitting outside pedaling his bike <laughs> in place with a card in his spokes. <laughs> not, not ideal. You know what's funny, actually, that you talking about that. So on my way home yesterday, granted it was 60 degrees it out. It was beautiful. Uh, one day before the state-mandated quarantine, people were walking in packs. True. Like, they weren't even carrying. I saw True. old people... You know, Mary or holding hands, walking around like they didn't give a shit. They're like, "It's okay, I can't get it today, but tomorrow I'll quarantine myself." Sure. Like, yeah, it doesn't work like that. But uh, it was interesting. We're gonna see what happens. Cases are going up. <laughs> they're not going down. No, they're not going down. Hopefully, none of us get it. Yeah, that would be the pits. I would love to just ha- take the test to see if maybe one of us is like a. Uh, uh, like dormant carrier or sure. whatever, because there's yeah. a lot of those. So who really knows? I mean, I don't want to take the test because I heard that shit hurts like a motherfucker. That's what Donald said. Wait, what? Uh, it's not just in your blood or what? No, it's they take like a swab and they go like through your nose to where it connects to like your throat. Okay, all right. Yeah, that sounds like it hurts a little bit. Sounds invasive. My favorite Trump thing was where... He, he was saying it was a hoax and everything. And then uh, here's a video of him at like a press conference. I don't know who the the lady was, but she coughed. She's like, Oof, I've been running a little hot lately. He's like, nope. And then he just walks <laughs> oh, <yeah>. out. <laughs> nope. Okay, how are you going to call it a hoax and then you're terrified and run out the fucking door? Come on, uh, dude. He's a good, he's the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I don't want to get political, but... And I didn't even pay attention to him at all these last four years. But, man, since this has been going on, I'm just like, Jesus, this guy is dumb. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he's not smart. It's just like a magnifying glass, just amplifying it. Uh, and he looks tired and annoyed all yeah, the time. Yep. And he he's just like, this, I need to be reopened by Easter. It's got to be <laughs> Easter. It's like, what? what? Why? I'd love to see the churches full. Ugh. That is a terrible idea. It's because the worst. It's mainly old people. <laughs> I listen to my new hero, <laughs> Dr. Okay. Sanjay Gupta, even though that's not how he talks. <laughs> <laughs> he's a regular guy. Is he the, the guy with the F last name? Is that who you're talking about? Sanjay Gupta. Gupta, okay. Yeah, he's a CNN's uh, political, CNN's chief COVID uh, oh, really? correspondent. Yeah, is he a doctor? Fear- is he like legit or is he like a fear? Yeah, he's legit. No, he's legit. Him okay. and Anderson Cooper have done four town halls since I've been unemployed due to COVID nineteen. Mm. I've been watching a lot of CNN. Yeah, almost exclusively. <sighs> you want to watch it? Yes, I need to stay abreast with what's going on with okay. COVID throughout the world. Yeah, I I don't know. I you know, I was wishing I would be in your shoes right now, but uh I don't know if I'd be watching the news. No. I mean, you know, back when Phil used to live here, he would have it on all the time. That it was like non-pandemic time and I'm just like it feels like the same bullshit. And guess what? Over it is. and over yeah, and over. They, and they like, have the same the anchors have the exact same conversation with everybody. Every half hour, they bring in a new doctor or something <laughs> over the phone, and it's the same questions, the same conversation, the same answers. Mm. But 24 hours a day, you can watch COVID coverage True. on CNN. It's hot right now. It's hot. Even the local news, it's hot right it's now. It's hot. <laughs> and uh, everybody stay safe. Stay quarantined. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Bumblebutt Podcast 100. 
Uh, Damn. The only podcast that uploads weekly. Mm. Who knows what it'll be about. This week, we all do, including yep. probably everyone in the world. <laughs> they know we're doing the big bumblebutt today. Hell yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't matter. That weird noise Jordan made also doesn't matter. <laughs> My name is Adam. Sitting across from me is Cody. Hello, Cody. Hello, Adam. Uh, how was your week? <sighs> uh, it didn't transpire as I had hoped. Because I learned I am a quote-unquote essential employee right. <laughs> to the health and safety of the citizens of Minnesota. We gotta keep America driving, <laughs> all right? We gotta keep those wheels shining. That's I just right. keep saying, I'm like, you know what? These goddamn gloss black rims on a car they're not gonna sell is gonna save America, goddamn, and I That's know right. it. That's right. <laughs> hey, walls are to you will save us all. Uh, I think... I, I think I'll tell you off the air, but I'm pretty sure I know their grand plan. They got a big one? Yes. All right. I'm pretty sure. We'll talk off air right. because we have <laughs> workers who listen to this. Do we? Yes. All right. Well, listen. Thank you to the federal government. Thank you to the Senate. Mm -hmm. Thank you to the House of Representatives. Yes. You have passed a $600 a week bill that I'm going to thank you for very much. Very you know soon. what? You know what? Uh, a lot of people need that. They need that to stay afloat. Listen, I'm, Absolute. I'm hoping that 600 bucks kicks in like next week. Like 4 1? That look, would be legitimate. Look, Jordan, just make sure you pay your bills with it and don't go buy a new Adidas sweater or whatever the hell you, you got. You got a baby coming. Yes. Yes, please buy baby <laughs> food, whatever. I'm pretty sure baby food is non perishable. So you're good to go. Stock up on it. Buy it. Man, I'm getting a baby bullet from a co-worker to make Whoa. baby food. <laughs> Whoa. Don't kill your baby, Jordan. Just buy no, the Gerber. the bullet blender that you make it yourself. Oh, the baby. Oh, Max had one of those when we lived together. But it doesn't have those necessary preservatives to stop it from spoiling. Mm. So Yeah, that's why you make it and then feed it to him right away. I learned a farmer's market is considered essential. Today, it is. So yes, it is. That seems like the worst place to have a gathering together. I also think so. From what yes. I've seen, they're not going to give out samples, so it's fine. Yeah, it's all good. Fucking, <laughs> the, fucking, all good. the fucking vape shop uh, that one in Invergrove, I keep getting emails, free delivery to your home. Oh, wow. You know, I would, oh, yeah, but they're still open on the inside. I don't think so. I think it's curbside no, pickup no, only. Oh, maybe. No, I read the email like yesterday. They're like, you can still come on in. Wow. If Phil, you feel comfortable. Wow. Hey, Phil brought up a good point. So if you're doing curbside pickup, you are interacting with the man, whoever's selling it to you within like a foot or two of you because you have to use a credit card machine they're holding in their hand. When you're in the store, you have that counter barrier that's mm. blocking you. So mm. maybe they should mm. just allow like one or two people in the store at a time. Mm. But then again... They don't want to keep de uh, sanitizing their store all the time. Yeah. So it's kind of a catch-22. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know what a lot of restaurants are doing is, like, they just open up one of their windows and they have a table. And you, like, come up and you're like, oh, yeah, picking up an order for, you know, Jordan Fox. And they'll look through it and they'll set it on the table, go back in, and then you grab it. Nice. And that's yeah. That's smart. That is yeah. smart. Like I a mean... safety deposit box or something. <sighs> yeah, that's excellent. Also sitting across from me, Jordan. Yep. Uh, you got laid off. Yes, I did. Nice job. Unemployment, <laughs> brother. Let's high five over it. Yeah, there we, <laughs> there go. we go. Thank <laughs> you. That was a meaty high five. Thank you. Uh, but thank God I'm going back to work on the 13th. 
This boy's going back to work on Friday the 13th. Monday the 13th. Whoops. It is, I do think it is kind of funny that, like, not necessarily, like, state construction, but, like, construction of, say, like, rich people's homes yeah, is, is considered to be essential. Yeah. yeah. Goddamn right. Like, I don't... Well, I mean, you gotta think about it. That's bringing in property tax money. And I bet all these fucking richos are starting to want bunkers now. Oh, look, oh. look, I'm I'm telling you guys, I have not felt this fired up about something than I have over... You feel, I, I can see the, like, righteous indignation pouring off of the, it. The way some of these companies are treating people, it gets me so fucking fired up, and I just want to, like, do no, what I can. You're I just, just it drives salty me nuts. because you're still at work. No, I genuinely don't like... How so- I'm not even talking about just Adam and I situation. I'm talking about I've been reading through Reddit. I've been reading through how people's companies are treating them during this mm. whole thing. Mm. And it just is like it gets under my skin so bad. Mm. I just when you read all these people who are like, yeah, we had a person who had confirmed uh, coronavirus. They come in. They let them sit there for three hours. Tell them, OK, go home. Then they come back on Monday. Like that is the most. Oh, they said come thing. back Monday. Yes. Oh, and I'm like, that oh. is. How can you allow that to happen? Yeah, that is no, the stupidest that, thing I've ever dumb. heard. Or like, uh, there was a lady who was working for a salon, which they're all closed. Uh, she had to force herself to quit because a lot of their clients are elderly people, and their owners refusing to do anything about it. Oh, so she had to like. She's like, I'm not gonna keep cutting old people's hair and putting them at risk because this guy won't close the fucking shop. So she had to quit herself yeah, to protect so, all, to protect the business. She yeah. had to quit herself. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? It's just, I didn't know this shit gets me so fired up. I'm actually kind of glad that I'm, I get to like self quarantine. Yeah. I'm kind of pretty happy about that. I, uh, you know, one of our uh, workers, you probably know who I'm talking about. They, the day after you got let go, he, uh, we're like, where is he? He's like, oh, he has like this weird lung infection. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then he's been there ever since. I'm like, can you tell him, please just stay at home, please? Oh, my. A lung disease of some sort, that means stay at home, for God's sakes. Yeah, they, they need to quit. They need to quit fucking around. They either need to, A, shut down what needs to be shut down, or B, there is no B. No. They should shut down what needs to shut down so that way mm. it can stop going. I'm per- I'm on the bandwagon that after the first wave, there's going to be a healthy time for a little bit. Then there's going to be a second wave of this oh, exact yeah. same thing. Oh, yeah. So. And it's going to be just as bad. Yeah. But then once everybody gets it after that second one, it will be more manageable. True. That's true. Well, and hopefully by the second one, the vaccine will be out. Like, <sighs> Takes a year of testing. Yeah. Dude. Well, they've already like rushed as much as possible. They've already injected humans with it have to you ever... test it, but now we have to wait 14 months to see if it's going to kill them. Have you ever watched <laughs> the documentary Hollow Man? No. He rushes for human <laughs> testing on his invisibility f- yeah. uh, serum yeah. and has very bad results. Dire, so. dire results. So just take it easy. Do Watch it right. Hollow Man, the documentary, and you'll mm. see. You know what? Let's fucking actually, before we go, <clears throat> now that the introductions are off, yes. let's talk about our Patreon real quick at let's the top of the show. Let's do so it. So you can go to patreon.com slash podcast. Join at any level you feel comfortable with, but if you join at Bowling for Satan Lane Demon level, mm-hmm. you will get a sick-ass shirt 
mailed to you. Hell yes. And as far as we know, USPS is still up and running. So it's rain, essential. snow, sleet, or snow, or COVID. I will get you that goddamn shirt as fast as I possibly can. So, so while you're sitting at home collecting your unemployment, mm. send us some of that unemployment. That'd be rad. Hey, I'm going to say thank you to everybody who keeps supporting us oh through this. Yeah, no shit. Through this very, you know, unstable time. Through this veritable shitstorm. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I, it's, it's so great. It's just, we never expected to get this much support, and we thank all of you for doing it. It's the uh, most fun. In fact, people have been increasing their patronage, so They've it's, just been uh, increasing their pledges like yes. madmen? Yeah, oh, so shit. thank you very much. Uh, by the way, Mandy... Mandy Ward, I sent you a message on Patreon if you could uh, uh, respond back to me about the question that I asked you. That'd be amazing. Mandy so. Ward, please respond back about the question Cody asked you yeah. or else. <clears throat> no, it's just it's strictly about a shirt for her. That's all it's about. I just want to know. Or else. Yes. <laughs> Jordan, you will get Jordan making that weird trumpet noise for hours on end. So. <laughs> And nobody wants that. <laughs> oh, nobody boy. wants that. Please, Mandy, respond. This is the utmost important. Okay, this is the story of a girl. Uh, this is episode 100, part one of three of Edmund. Ed, what's his middle name? Emil. Edmund Emil Kemper. Woo! I don't know how he didn't get the chicks with a middle name like Emil. That's a lover's name. <laughs> So over the next few weeks, we will finally begin delving into the life of the individual who has became the avatar of this podcast mm-hmm. for the past 100 episodes. Yeah. While we certainly do talk about serial killers on this podcast, <laughs> we do not choose to use him as our avatar because he is a serial killer, but because there is something inherently funny about a man towering at six foot nine inches that refers to himself as a bumble butt. It is inherently hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. I feel like that's why we started this because I looked up that picture. I always remember is that picture. It was like an Etsy or something. It's him crouched over looking cute. Mm-hmm. It says bumble butt under it. And then we died laughing. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's we the got one. it. We nailed it. <laughs> Now, before I get started here, I want to do a little disclaimer here. So, um, I read two books for this. Okay, mm. the first one is "The Coed Killer: A Study of Murders, Mutilations, and Matricide" of Edmund Kemper by Margaret Cheney. Ooh, any relation to Dick? Ah, uh, I don't think so because I don't think so. I'm assuming she can die. Now, ah, <laughs> good point. Good point. Good point. <laughs> no, and also Edmund Kemper, the true story of the brutal coed butcher by Ryan Becker. Now, what I want the disclaimer I want to say is the first book that I listed is like literally the definitive book on Edmund Kemper, and shockingly, there's literally three books on him, which is weird because he's such a popular serial killer. Yeah. Now, she is, I believe, a psychologist who got one-on-one experience with him. Okay. So, a lot of the information that I have is strictly from his interrogation tapes after being arrested and her one-on-one talks with him. So, this is the one you were saying that was, like, hot, like, hot off the presses as it was happening. Yes. And the other one's more of a retrospective. Yeah, I think the second one, he literally, like... 
uh, footnoted the main book and then made his own book. Gotcha. Mm. That seems lazy. Yeah, it's it's very common in the true crime book world. Gotcha. But what what I'm saying here is now Ed Kemper has an IQ as we know of between I've seen it listed at 136 and 145, and mm. he's very very capable of manipulating the situation how he wants uh, it to appear. So this information. I've included it with the contradicting stories that he's told from when he got first got arrested to what people believe now. Okay. So, and I'll make sure to mention that once we get to those points, because there's uh, a lot of information in her book that isn't what a lot of people think happened. So I don't really know what happened. You All know right. What I mean? Yeah, of so, course. Nobody knows yeah. except for Ed and the poor soul that was right. mutilated. This, this is literally Ed's story, and some of it is from his dad and stuff. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, let's dive in here. Let's do it. Edmund Emil Kemper third. Whoa. <laughs> Already E3. learning something new. He's badass. Uh, was born on December 18th, 1948 in Burbank, California. Goddamn to, boomer. <laughs> to, is he technically a boomer? Oh, yeah. Well, he he acts like a boomer, right? <laughs> <laughs> to Clarnell Elizabeth Kemper and Edmund Emil Kemper Jr. Mm. I'll be referring to his father as Edmund Jr. Or Eddie Ed Jr. Jr. So Perfect. keep that in mind. Gotcha. Okay. Ed will be just strictly Ed. He's the man. He's our he's our main character. <laughs> right. Now, Edmund Kemper, Kemper Jr. was a World War II veteran yeah. who served his time in Europe doing what he called, quote, suicide missions. <laughs> now, Ed's father, which will come as no surprise, stood at a healthy six foot eight inches. Jeez. And his beloved wife, Clarnell, stood at six foot tall, which will probably explain Ed's size, right? Yes. No, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, if you got two big parents, I feel like you're going to be how, a big boy. How tall was the male, or the uh, milkman? 7'3", <laughs> actually, so wow. It is weird. I, I guess I don't even know uh, Ed's sibling sizes, but I imagine they have to be big too, right? Yeah. They, ca- they got to come from big stock. Yeah. Or, I mean, they do come from big stock. <laughs> they would end up having three children. Susan, who was six years old when their second child, Ed, was born. And when Ed was two and a half years old, the youngest child, I think it was Aileen, right? Aileen? Is it a girl? It's a girl, yeah. Okay, yeah. I think, I think it's Eileen. It wouldn't be Alan, which is what I was thinking. <laughs> I know. It, it's spelled like Alan, A-L-L-Y-N, but I think it's Aileen. All right. Anyway, she was born. Now, apparently, even though Edmund was his legal name, for some reason, when he was younger, his parents called him Guy. Hey, I Guy. Don't, that's I, nice and loving. Hey, go clean your room, Guy. <laughs> I, I swear to God, that's what they called him, Guy. I, wow. I've i never heard that before, but I guess so they don't get the dad and him mixed up. Mm. You know, because they got Edmund well, and Edmund. They could have called Ed, Eddie. I mean, I get maybe that. Yeah, that was considered gay. And back that's then. like the <laughs> that's the thing. Apparently, if you want to have a happy baby mm. that turns into a happy human, you name them with their last thing with like a Y or an IE. So like Cody, like it makes a smile by default. So you'd be Adamy, Adamy, Jordy, Jordy works. I like yeah. Jordy. My mom calls me Jordy sometimes, and I <laughs> there you fucking go. hate it. That's why you're so happy. <laughs> 
Now, on the surface, this sounds like your traditional post-World War II happy family, but within the walls of their home, it wasn't all hunky-dory. Mm. Sure, Edmund Jr., Clarnell, and the kids had good times laughing and joking like everyone else, but both of his her- parents were heavily built and very outspoken. Mm. Clarnell was a domineering and demeaning woman mm. who figured her husband, Edmund Jr., was just plain worthless. One an example of how difficult Clarnell could be, when Edmund turned four, his father accepted a job in atomic bomb testing <laughs> and would be away from the family for two years. Oh, now that's a suicide mission. Yeah, he's is. probably the guys in those old test footage that's like, have you seen that with like the GI standing <laughs> yeah. in front of the mushroom cloud and they're just like. Eh. Hey, that's kind of cool. Hey, they, get, they get goggles to protect them. <laughs> Even after surviving his World War II mis- suicide missions and literal atomic bomb testing, Ed Jr. said that was a cakewalk compared to living with his wife. <laughs> Ed Jr. said, The boy's mother affected me as a grown man. More than 396 days and nights of fighting on the front did. I became confused and was not certain of anything for quite a time. (laughs) Now, Clarnell said, The war never ceased. Upon his father's return, he tried college under the GI Bill. Couldn't get back into studying. Argued like a staff sergeant with the instructors. (laughs) Dropped out and worked rapidly into the electrical business. Okay, to be fair, if you were in all that shit he was... You're not going to let a college professor yell at you. Yeah, no, no just shit. not going to no. do it. And they're just pussyfooting and like go like he seems like a go 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 get shit mm-hmm. done guy and yeah. college is a big waste of time. <laughs> but he got it for free and he could have probably done whatever he wanted. True. But he decided to be an electrician. You know who this girl sounds like? Who? Old Clarnell? Yeah. She sounds like uh old Gene's mom. She does. Ooh. Gerda? What was her name? Uh, yeah, it was Gertha, no. What is, like, the, uh, Bertha? Was it Bertha or yeah, Gertha? Big Greta? Bertha, Greta, Gertha, something like Gertrude? that. She's not, she's, maybe it was Gertrude, I don't remember, that was, uh, she was not nice either. But the difference is, Clarnell hates Ed, yeah. and, yes. uh, Ed Gein's mother loved oh him. Oh my gosh, so. yes. <laughs> so their fights were usually over money, and how Ed Jr. was with the children, Clarnell said her husband was stern to the girls and overprotective to Ed. He never spanked the children, and they never had any respect for him. All he ever gave Ed was his medals and war stories. There's nothing wrong with that. A nice guy. I mean, apparently his dad told him literal bad part of war stories, like killing people. (laughs) The blood and guts part? Yeah. Yeah. Listen I mean, here, son. You ever seen a man's head explode? <laughs> Let me draw you a picture. You will one day. <laughs> but wow, it'll be a girl. Alert. <laughs> but it'll be a girl. Now, there was a few more events that Ed remembers adding to his traumatic childhood besides just his parents fighting and arguing. Now, Ed said that not only was he tormented by his mother, but also by his older sister, Suzanne, who liked to emasculate him just like his mother did. Mm. 
when Ed was only four years old, Susan apparently pretended to push him in front of a speeding train, mm. which actually put him within a few feet of the train that was actually passing by. <sighs> Near death at four, huh? That's not a good joke. I don't care what time yeah. period it is. Uh, uh, when Ed was five years old, he recalls either being pushed or falling into the deep end of the pool and struggled to get out because not a single person would help him. <laughs> so he thinks maybe his sister pushed him in. Yeah, his so. sister is the actual serial killer, I think. <laughs> She's not very nice, I'll no. tell you that much. What a jerk. <laughs> well, I mean, she wants to be like her mother. Her mother treats yeah. him like yeah. shit. She's yeah. going to treat him like shit. So it's how it goes. Yeah, that's because kids are just sponges. You know? Yeah, I, it, it really is crazy how much they just pick up everything. <laughs> Now, Ed also claimed that at the age of uh, eight, his sister Susan, who would have been 14, tried to lure him into her bed. But we don't actually know if there's any merit to this. I don't Mm. know if this was like a sexual thing or Mm. like something in his mind. I don't know. He claims that she tried to be like, come in here and do whatever to me. Come in here, big Ed. (laughs) Apparently, when Ed was around eight or nine years old, his mother forced him to go out and sell newspapers. Mm. When his father went to look for Ed, apparently, uh, when he found him, he was told that he could not return home until he had sold every single one of those fucking newspapers by his mother. Clarnell said, you're not coming home until that sack's empty, boy. Don't get your, don't drag your lazy ass in here until all them fucking newspapers are sold. Jeez. That's not very nice. No. (laughs) When Ed was around nine years old, his father decided to leave again, but this time was because Clarnell's drinking was getting way out of control, Mm. which I can only imagine... Uh, because of the drinking just intensified how cruel she was to oh, the yeah. family, mm-hmm. especially the men. Uh, we know this from Jordan. He comes here, he gets drunk, he gets abusive. angry. And we have to ship him away. Yeah, so. <laughs> we got to say, come on, go go to your pop's house. He's three quarters of a strongbow down right now, yeah. and I am petrified sitting next to him. <laughs> we got to get the Hannibal Lecter card out and ready. The strongbow's empty. Oh, oh shit, fuck. we're in trouble. Oh, <laughs> look what he's done. He knocked over he the He pushed sun. over Jim Morrison. <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> now, after Ed Jr. had left, Clarnell had decided to pack up the family and move to beautiful Helena, Montana. I think it's Helena. Is it right? Helena? Is it? I've heard Helena well, and know. Helena. Okay, I don't know. go for it. Now, um, at first I was confused why she did this, but she was born in Montana. Oh, oh okay. So, Returning to her roots. Correct. All right. And the only reason I found that out was because I was trying to find out the name of some of her spouses later on. And you can't find the name of the husbands, but it was like her her parents were from Montana. Okay. So she was born there and whatever. Anyway. Look. A little jog up the PCH or something? Yeah. yeah. I mean, from California, that's quite a jaunt. That's a hell of a drive. <laughs> I've heard uh, Helena or Helena is really nice, actually. Let's go. You want to take a trip there? We can go elk hunting or something. <laughs> Probably get shot going there now. <laughs> it's very lawless land. Yeah. I think you can still drink and drive in Montana. I I'm pretty so, yeah. sure Sweet. you can. <laughs> I think it's Deadwood. <laughs> now, it was at this particular location... Uh, when Clarnell decided to give Ed his very special bedroom located underneath the kitchen. Oh, tight. Harry Potter. <laughs> Is that where he had to stay? He lived oh. in the cupboard under the stairs. 
Well, he turned out fine. He turned into a wizard. I mean, he killed Voldemort, but yeah, other that than that, pretty, he's fine. That was pretty fucked up of him. <laughs> now, in the kitchen, there was a trapdoor that led to the basement. Now, for any young child, it had to be horrific to be forced to sleep in the dark, dingy basement mm. with only a single pole string light to mm. illuminate the entire area. Now... The the book lists three reasons that Clarnell might have decided to force Ed to live down here. First reason uh, being that Ed claims that his mother wanted to make a, quote, little man out of him. Toughen what? him up. Okay, gotcha. You need to tough him gotcha. up. He's a pussy. Uh, we're going to learn later that there might be some uh, validity to that. Okay. Now, the second reason uh, some people give it was to protect his sisters from Ed physically harming them. Makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. he's and a beast. The, and the third reason uh, some speculate was because Clarnell was afraid that Ed would attempt to rape his sisters. But if we believe the original story that Susan tried to lure Ed, that kind of mixes it up in there so we don't really know definitely you know what i'm saying definitely and the first reason i give once i talk about it in a minute here uh you'll kind of kind of question it now either way in 1958 when ed jr decided better go back home and give it another shot (laughs) uh he quickly discovered what clarnell had forced ed to do ed jr said he was terrified of this place there was only one way out Someone had to move the kitchen table and lift the trap door. I put a stop to it and threatened her with the law. Thank God. Jesus. (sighs) He's the only sensible one in this whole fucking story. Now, you're probably wondering what exactly was Clarnell so afraid of in regards to Ed because up to this point appears to have a complete stranglehold over his entire life. I'd say. Now, well, Ed had develop some alerting uh, behavior as a young boy. Now, we don't know what age exactly this all began to happen, but presumably it's about eight or nine years old. Okay. Uh, Ed developed something that he called... Zapples. (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard this before? No. You've never heard of the Zapples? I've never heard of the Zapples. Oh, God. Okay, now... Are they like zany apples? (laughs) I mean, in his mind, they might be. I don't know. He called them Zapples. But uh, what exactly is a Zapple? Well, uh, it was it was how Ed would describe when he got that funny tingle over his body and his mind that drove his impulse to kill. So it was like that weird feeling that these people get that drive uh, them to kind of do things. In the... In the words of that shitty show, Dexter, <laughs> it's his dark passenger. You're going to get a lot of hate over that. Am I? Yeah. That's that a lot sucks. of Dexter fans. That show really sucks. Well, people say like the one or season one or two is really good, but then the rest of them are kind of dog shit. I would say up until like, I would say the Lithgow season is the last good season, and then everything else is What's the list? gutter. Is that four? Three? I think so. Four is or it? three. Yeah. I need to watch this stuff. Well, I mean, if you think uh, Ted Bundy said what he, he had the entity, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like Gacy had something, too, he called it. Pogo. But uh, ob- <laughs> <laughs> obviously, Ed has the coolest reason for it, the Zapples. The Zapples. I, I feel. Love I, it. I, I mean, feel listen, like it's just, the 50s. That makes sense. I feel like he hey, literally. Boys, I got a case of the Zapples going on. Let's go to the diner and get a shake. Yeah. I mean, 
every I think everybody can relate to having a weird impulse of feeling not necessarily to kill people, but that weird feeling your body gets like impulsive. I feel I get the zapples when I yeah. see a pretty girl. It does kind of. It's technically probably a killer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep an eye I, I on that. I get the zapples right when I see a beer. Because I want to kill it. <laughs> you know what? It, technically, it is like electrical impulses shooting through your body, right? Yeah. So. I wonder if it's like the feeling when you go over a hill and your balls, you get that, <laughs> oh, that yeah. fizzy ball feeling. The roller coaster feeling. Yeah. 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 Oh, I hate that feeling. I love it. I like it when I'm expecting to get it, but I don't like it when I'm just going over a hill in well, a car or something. Like when you're dropping down a roller coaster, like it feels like you're stomach pushes up and you can't breathe that feeling yeah no not really no that's COVID 19 (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. we're talking about the fizzy ball and root of the stomach feeling yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. when you slam it no not when you slam it what the hell is wrong with you i mean i when you get get the wind knocked out of you no 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 when you get hit in the balls and the pain slowly creeps up i thought that's not where no 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 fun fun stuff like okay. when you go over a roller coaster yeah, yeah. Uh, mine always feels like my shit my organs are like lifting up oh that's strange that's weird. <laughs> yeah. maybe i found out why i don't like amusement you should go to the doctor i think your engine mounts might be loose <laughs> yeah your organ mounts your organs are just falling around all over the place i need, I need some uh i need some new bushings put into my motor mounts and my organs <laughs> Uh, they're gonna they're gonna have to like take out one of your kidneys or something and <laughs> cut open where they should be and they're like uh that's a long <laughs> cody's actually just a I'll hefty s- bag full i'll say look, look doc my friend said he can just cement my organs in place and make sure they don't move is that, is that acceptable <laughs> scrout them down man <laughs> now presumably the first time he got one of these zapples mm. he killed his first cat he, uh, mm. he took the cat and buried it alive in his backyard. Mm. After it was dead, he dug it up, brought it into the house, proceeded to cut its head off, and place it on a spindle that he would keep in his room. So mm. uh, it's kind of like a weird carnival toy, kind of. Like a lazy I, Susan just, with a head on it? It sounded or? like it was like a pike, and then it could the cat head would like spin around ah. on it. Like, hey, if you don't have Super Nintendo in your basement <laughs> fortress, you I gotta do like something. I don't like this story anymore. <laughs> you don't like Ed? <laughs> There's only a few more animal murders. So. Oh no! The, only a couple. I don't like the animal murders, but we have to. We do. We have to bear through it. It lays the groundwork. <laughs> yeah, I know. He also did the usual things that uh, might not be exactly burgeoning serial killer activities, like cutting the heads off of his sister's dolls. But it's still a little weird. Yeah. Um, you didn't have sisters, I guess neither of you two had sisters, but you did this stuff to their dolls. It's just like a weird... I would do it to my own toys. So, it's just... You want to see what happens when you cut stuff up sometimes. Yeah, it's like, it doesn't mean you're going to be a serial killer. No. Now, when Ed was 10 years old, he had been taken on a trip to the Empire State Building, Mm. and apparently Ed climbed over the protective railing... And had to be rescued by his aunt before Damn. plummeting to his fucking death. He so. really is a bumblebutt. <laughs> he is. <laughs> I didn't really know if he was like, I wanted to kill myself at that point, or if he was like... He was just, 10. I think he yeah, was just going. He's just just a go-getter, I guess. He probably had a few too many uh, soda pops. Too many zapples. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a couple otter pops. Now, Abba zabbas. All right, this is pretty edgy, guys. So apparently, even as a young child, Ed entered a cathedral... And prayed 
uh, that everyone in the world but him, of course, would be killed. (laughs) (laughs) I could just see him listening to a Druid album on his headphones and just like, please kill everybody but me. That's pretty angsty. (laughs) It is very. I wish everyone was dead but me. Uh, his dark fantasies seem to continue to grow worse and worse. Apparently, around this same age, Ed had somehow managed to meet his sister, uh, Susan's teacher, and told her uh, he would like to kiss her. Ooh. Well, uh, Susan told him... Go ahead. Ed replied, I can't. I would have to kill her first. Now, it's interesting to me how he managed to get like that twisted in his head. You know and what he, I'm saying? Yeah. He like was still a, 10 here, right? Yeah, yeah, he's very young still. So, boy, I mean, where I'm always wondering like where did that come from? Like is it just I think I was going to say this too in the beginning. He's like the prime example of nature versus nurture mm. where he's like literally mm. both of them colliding at one because I think he's probably uh, predisposed and then his mother kind of just escalated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so uh, there was also the famous story of the game that Ed liked to play with his sisters called Gas Chamber. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. played this right. Pray tell. <laughs> uh, when his sisters would pretend to pull the lever, Ed would convulse and act like he was choking as if he was actually inside a gas chamber. Wow. Completely so, normal and reasonable, right? Yeah, that's regular. Right? <laughs> Have you guys watched uh, my friend Dahmer? Mm-mm. No. So... In the movie, he does this a lot, where he just, like, convulses and acts really weird. Apparently, that's just what he used to do to, like, get a shock out of people. Oh, like, get a rise out? Yeah, it's just, he used to go to, like, a mall and be like, I I don't know. Fuck, he's weird, obviously, but uh, Ed's a little weird here, too. So, finally, in 1961, Clarnell and Ed Jr. would have officially divorce uh it's <laughs> that's not good for ed i'll tell you that much that's no. not good for our ed that's Hold, for sure actually i'm gonna fill you in with some information it might actually not be that bad for him okay uh ed said this about his mother driving his father away very early my natural parents were always loud and arguing which terrified me emotionally of anything very loud and very <laughs> pushy as i was growing up I shied away from loud noises and arguments. My mother was very strong, and she wanted a man who was strong. My father was very big and very loud, but he was very weak, and she wanted the opposite. You know, wooing and dating. You're one thing, but after you're married and you let it all hang out, she was just too powerful. (laughs) She would drive them away, attack them verbally, attack their manhood. Does this not sound like an episode of Dragon Ball Z to you? She was just too powerful. Yes. The po- <laughs> <laughs> we have to wait for Goku to we, finish training. Okay, we have an expert in this field right now, Jordan. Now, because you're married, do you let it all hang out? Um, Is now the time? <laughs> yes. So now that... Do you Are just you want- talking when I get out of the shower? or yeah, Well, like, if you want. You don't wear your corset anymore. What's it? Corsage? What's it called? No, corsage is for prom. Corset <laughs> is for waist training. Yes. You let it all hang out. I do. I'm. I'm. I think he's talking like emotionally. Yes. <laughs> but. Oh. Uh, but yeah. Do you, you? Did things change once you got married? I mean, it's just been the same since okay. we've been dating. Well, ca- apparently, Amy is. We've sing- always been 
open and transparent. Well, so you're saying apparently Amy is significantly nicer than Clarnell was. Yes. <laughs> Has she ever driven you away, attacked you verbally, or attacked your manhood? No. Yeah. Well, Step up your game, Amy. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> now, literally... Two months after their divorce, his father would remarry a German immigrant who already had two sons. Oh my uh, god, is this what gave everyone the idea for 90 Day Fiance? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering, do you guys think uh, that he was cheating on Clarnell with this woman after getting Ooh. married that fast? Ooh, yes. maybe, yeah. That's pretty fast. You think he laid the groundwork I early? I think he might have, yeah. because remember, he left for a little bit. Nobody really knows what he was doing. Yeah, came back in 58 or whatever. He probably had two sons while he was gone. <laughs> no, these aren't his kids. <laughs> it's also weird that a, a World War II veteran married a German immigrant, but maybe that's Strange. not that weird, I Strange. guess. Strange. Maybe when he, he was over there, he developed a thing for them in their dirndls. He got a, he got a taste for the dirndls. Her spatzel maybe, is the best ever. Maybe she got him a nice pair of later hosen. Mm, that could be. Now, you guys could have probably deciphered up to this point that Ed's father was literally his only role model besides, of course, every boy's mandatory idol at the time. Who? John Wayne. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, had, you had to love John Wayne, right? Oh, my God. He was the American man. Yep. Now, because Ed admired his father so much, he must have wanted him to be his personal John Wayne but he will, uh, as we'll find out, that will literally never be the case. Yeah. With his father remarrying and somewhat acquiring two new sons, <laughs> it made Ed feel very rejected. And we will get more into Ed Jr. and his new family in a minute here. Right. Now, after the divorce, Ed claimed that he believed he needed to step up to the plate and to protect his mother and be the man of the house. Yeah. But he soon discovered... A new challenger would take the task of warming Clarnell's heart. New challenger approaching. <laughs> uh, after the divorce, named Norman Turnquist and Ugh. a uh, 45-year-old plumber, Ooh. Ed said. I found out that she didn't need any protection at all. She used to always tell me how much I reminded her of my father, whom she dearly hated, of course. Ooh, Ouch. That's not great. Now, an interesting thing to note is that according to the author of the book I used to research, Clarnell thought she always needed to keep a man in Ed's life to teach him how to be, quote, a man, mm. because firstly, she thought he was weak, measly, and needed someone to teach him how to stick up for himself, even though Ed obviously was very large in size he was known to be shy and timid. Sure. We got to remember that tall people aren't always imposing. Sometimes they're just normal people, too. So. That's right. And they are afraid of that they're taking up too much space, <laughs> yes. which is, is what that I how you feel. Yes, all the time. I mean, technically, Ed would make you feel like a little man. Like a little baby boy. <laughs> yeah. Now, the second thing is a relative of Clarnell's son had turned out to be gay, mm. and to Clarnell, this was because he didn't have a father figure. Of course. So she worried that Ed would identify with him, and if he was too soft and weak, he might end up homosexual. So I think I spoke about it earlier. This was kind of her weird 
like 50s anti-gay thing she yeah. didn't want ed to be gay so <sighs> you know what i just watched what's that uh season two of american horror story mm. the asylum okay mm-hmm. yep and that they deal with that too they really? fried that girl's brain because she was a lesbian yep yeah. <sighs> different time thank god different people, times thank god people can just be gay if they want to fucking be gay hell yeah, yeah no shit now, the other thing the author mentioned in the book is that when Ed was 10 years old, he had been involved in a homosexual act with a cousin of his. But mm. we don't hmm. know if this actually happened or not. This is something that the second author, the second yeah. book's author said? No, the first book author. Okay. This, the, I think she's a psychiatrist. Gotcha. gotcha. Now, I don't know if someone told her this or not, but she believes that it kind of, she thinks that the gay encounter with the cousin kind of did something to his sure. mind. But again, right. this was written in like the late seventies. So that could be conjecture. Uh, yes. Gotcha. So let's not get too uh, excited here. Now back with the main story, Ed claimed that his new stepfather did in fact help quell his uh, homicidal urges for a while. At least Norman apparently would take Ed uh, on fishing expeditions and would teach him how to hunt properly now, we aren't sure what age, but apparently Ed went to a summer camp and a proud member of the NRA taught him how to shoot properly nice. and other sorts of survival things I uh, soon-to-be serial killer would probably need to know, which yeah. he does he does use because of burying bodies, which mm. is interesting. So Now, to be fair... I went on a lot of... And you didn't kill anybody. No, I'm just saying it happens. <laughs> it happens a lot where yeah, it's like... Yeah, 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 You just go on a cool summer camp, and then there's a dude there that teaches you how to shoot rifle. And I, you have the best day of your fucking life. Hey, I went to a... Uh, I think it was a Boy Scout mm-hmm. one, but they were mainly teaching bows and axes. Yeah. They didn't give me a gun, but I was, like, really, really young. Used to. Well, it used... The Boy Scouts used to be basically America's Hitler's youth, right? <laughs> yeah. If they were going to be the last line of defense, so they had to be rifle trained. They've kind of changed now. A I little feel bit. Like, I yeah. think it's more like garnering good growth for <laughs> your kids. And Make like, sure you're not gay. <laughs> no, I know. no, I'm. The Boy Scouts is notorious for that. Are they really? Yes, they're oh. a very anti-gay organization. Oh, that's terrible. Well, then maybe those scout leaders shouldn't be diddling those boys. That's where I'm having the problem. I, I I'm not making. I, I guess swear that's to God, you can look too. this up. You can. You're look not supposed up. to diddle it's... boys if you're a priest, but they do it anyway. <sighs> yeah, you. I don't know. It's it's weird. just like where Cody's old bed came from. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't ask about what sins had been performed on the bed. I just slept on it. (laughs) All the sins transferred to you. (laughs) But as to be expected with Ed, those pesky zapples didn't stay away for too long. Once when Norman took Ed to the uh, Hauser Dam near their home, Ed picked up a large iron bar and just stood behind Norman. That's creepy. His plan was to bash Norman in the head steal his car, and drive to Southern California to happily live with his father. But thankfully, Ed didn't end up going through with it because he claimed he probably would have gotten caught. Mm. So it said he was standing behind him with this fucking iron rod for quite a while, just thinking about if he was going to do it. Oh, like a snake. Yeah. Just like... Ugh. I wonder how Norman felt about that after he found out what happened to Ed, or like what he did. He's got to be scared. I hope so. (laughs) 
Uh, Ed's problems continued. His sister Aline recalled one time that Ed was sitting near her cleaning his gun. When suddenly she heard a gunshot go off and the bullet lodged in the wall behind her, (laughs) Ed said... Whoops, I thought it wasn't loaded. <laughs> I think he did, buddy. Dude, he says whoops a lot. Whoops. That's like a very Midwestern thing. Picked a whole bushel of whoopsie daisies with that one. <laughs> so Ed's fantasies continued to get darker. Apparently, he had started to fantasize about hiding in a closet, jumping out, and attacking his teacher. Hmm. In fact, one night... He took his stepfather's bayonet from his room, traveled to her house, and just stood there thinking about all the scenarios involving killing her, carrying her body off, and making sweet necrophilic love to it. Once again, just standing there with a fucking murder weapon. I mean, I think he's maybe 10 or 11, maybe 13 at this point. So he's he hasn't quite took that jump over the uh, becoming reality point yet. Uh, He also created a death list of all of his mother's female friends. In fact, he continued to keep an updated list of their names and new addresses for years. Hmm. So he's very... Fucked up. Unhinged? Yes. <laughs> now, a little <laughs> bit ago, we mentioned that Ed uh, was known to be a bit shy and timid and could and uh, could be prone to being picked on by the other boys. Mm. Now, at the age of 13, he was accused of shooting someone's pet dog to death along with another boy. After this, because of his reputation, he became even more of an outcast. Mm-hmm. Constantly being taunted or even being chased by the other neighborhood boys. In fact, one day... Don't kill somebody's dog. Yeah. Well, they don't know if he actually did or not. But it's his rap. It It damaged his rap. That's what I'm saying. Mm. You got to remember, little kids are little shits. They'll accuse other kids of shit they didn't do. And it becomes truth immediately. No matter how outlandish it is, everybody believes it. I want want to know... Big lightning. (laughs) Sorry. I want to know who the fuck the other boy was. Because technically, if Ed did kill the dog, who the fuck was the other kid who killed it with them? Yeah, who's the accomplice? Or is that a shitbag killer guy way of being like, well, it's just me. I'm not the only one. I feel like tall people get picked on more, so maybe this is one of those scenarios. I got pantsed while I was climbing a ladder. See? They're <laughs> in, not uh, nice. What? In grade school. They're n- and and then I was they wearing probably purple tidy whities well, Oh, the, your penis wasn't out? Nah, my purple tidy whities were, though. I feel like tall people get picked on, dude. They do. They do. Everyone wants a shot, you know? Yeah, it's true. like, no, I don't, want, I don't have anything for you to take a shot at. I'm just <laughs> chilling, bro. These were probably like the gang of little shits from like it or whatever. Stand oh, by me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the same. It's basically the same group like, of kids, like uh, mid sixties little shits running yeah. around there. Mm. Kiefer Sutherland and them. <laughs> uh, in fact, one day in particular, the neighborhood boys were chasing him and threatening him. He was forced to run into a nearby house where the woman who lived there had to call the police for him. He would even for him for him. Wow. Yes, because she was scared that they were going to kill him or wow. something. I don't know. Ed would earn the moniker around the neighborhood as they as the local killer of pet dogs. Off like, one accusation. Yeah, like we said, we don't know if he actually did it, but judging by his treatment of animals. 
kind of uh, re- and his, kind of makes us believe he probably did it. And his love of guns. Yes, right. Uh, here's a story that might reinforce the fact that he probably killed the dog and Jordan Brace herself. Brace. Uh, <laughs> One morning in June, while Ed was uh, still just 13 years old, he was sitting in his room alone, lost in his own mind, sharpening his knife and his father's machete. Mm. Uh, His pet Siamese cat was just simply sleeping on the chair, which cats fucking do a lot. Constantly. Uh, Ed became angered uh, when the cat was not responding to him. Which cats do a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He thought back to how frustrated he had gotten with the cat when it wouldn't respond to him trying to train it. It always ignored him when he tried to get its attention, and even worse, it began to enjoy the company of his sisters over him. Big mistake. Fucking felines. Rejection seems to have been Ed's biggest trigger up to this point, and this incident just reinforces that is it it is terrifying yes the thought of being rejected is fucking terrifying but if you're not a cowardly little bitch baby Mm -hmm. you don't need to kill your cat and later a bunch of co-eds i I feel like most sane people understand that cats rejection is their thing that's kind of their sticking point yeah. yeah If if a cat doesn't reject you, then there that cat needs to be looked at by a veterinarian. Because or you might have thing. bought a dog, <laughs> yes. and you think it's a cat. <laughs> Maybe you need to learn what a cat is. <laughs> so I could only imagine those pesky zapples started going off in Ed's head, which meant trouble was brewing. Mm. Ed then grabbed the cat by the back of its neck, took his father's machete and sliced off the top of the cat's skull, which caused it to go into convulsions. I know, this one's bad. Ed, when later talking about this event, was proud of the, quote, surgical precision of his cut. Mm. Ed Ed then grabbed the cat by its hind leg, grabbed his other knife, and continuously stabbed it in the chest and abdomen. Mm. After realizing mm. what he had done and fearing his mother was would find out, he buried the cat in the backyard and cleaned up all the blood in his room, but still kept some of the remains of the cat hidden in his closet as kind of a trophy of sorts. They love it, don't they? They, they love he, that shit. He fucking really loves it. They fucking love trophies. Uh, I, I just... I don't know. It's that uh, the, how he described killing that cat just really bothered me. Yeah, just like uh, I don't so, know. I mean, I'm thinking of it. You've seen Kill Bill? Yes. You remember when Lucy Liu gets the top <laughs> of her head? Her top off. Yeah. But she just kind of like falls over. Yeah, it didn't go. Into, she didn't go into convulsions, and then and I, then I, what's her name didn't stab her over and over again. <laughs> I would assume you would though, right? Because that's yeah. like a piece of your brain missing. Yeah. Like your body's gonna be freaking out. I don't think he would die instantly. No, from no, that. no. Yeah. And then like he just stabs it like fucking the uh, ghost face from Scream, you know? Or the up. the fucking chick from Parasite at the end. Oh yeah. Where she's like, you can stop now. It's <laughs> 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 a good movie. Everybody should watch. Very that movie. good. Very good. Or as the Koreans would say. I don't know. I don't know Korean. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds close enough. Now, because of the reputation Ed had gained for himself in the local neighborhood, he begged his mother to allow him to try a new school around Los Angeles. I love L.A. (laughs) Which would put him next to his idol, his father. Mm. 
Now, this may come as no surprise, but this school was no different than any other one. And probably even harder because they're in L.A. Probably. And not like Montana. Now, one reason for this was because Ed apparently was known to... Sit and stare at people until they became upset. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. That's not a good thing you should do to anybody. They don't like that. You've done I that, don't like that. Especially not when holding an iron bar or a <laughs> knife or anything like that. We're going to talk about more on part two, but he just gets like this glazed look over his face where he just like stares at mm. you and it makes people really uncomfortable. Like thousand yards. Because he's probably thinking of all the things he, he wants to do to you. He wants to yeah. eviscerate you and everything, yeah. He wants to play with your insides, probably. <laughs> now, around the same time, his stepmother began to really get sick of seeing her now six-foot stepson moping around the house, mm. as she said. Apparently, so much so, she claimed to have began to develop severe migraine headaches. She can't even stand looking at him. And this is Ed Jr.'s new wife? Yes, right. this okay. is the German immigrant lady. Gotcha. Now, another interesting note Ed talked about around this time was when he caught a glimpse of his stepmother naked mm. and then it sexually excited him. I've seen a bunch of videos about this. <laughs> <laughs> if only Ed had porn up right now. A lot of stepmothers banging their stepsons. It could have saved some lives. <laughs> yes. Now, while Ed was away uh, from Montana, apparently his mother had finally found the bloody remains of the cat in his closet. Mm -hmm. So she called Ed to find out if he had killed the cat. Of course, Ed vehemently denied having anything to do with it, but would later say he got sort of a thrill out of lying to his mother about it. Of course. Ed would only last... One week before being shipped back to his mother and Helena at the urging of his new stepmother. God damn. His new stepmother's not that nice either. Did he even get to enroll in the school yet or what? It sounded like he was there a week and she just, her headaches were too bad. He had to leave. He's got to go. He didn't even do anything bad. She's just like, he can't be here. He's got to leave. Well, that's two mother figures that hate yeah. him now. So, Oh, we're about to add a third one. Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Now, obviously, Ed was not in the least bit happy to be back home with his belittling mother. So that Thanksgiving, he, quote, borrowed his mother's <laughs> car, of course, without her permission, drove it to, I think it's Boot, Butte, 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 it looks like Butty, uh, got on a bus and returned to Los Angeles to be with his father once again. Wow. Presumably from taking notice of all Ed had done just to get away from his mother his father gave it a second shot in allowing Ed to live with him and his new stepmother and their two sons. Yeah, I mean, if you steal a car and drive it down to L.A., you're you're obviously desperate to be that, away from someone. Dude, that had to be like a fucking 20-plus hour bus ride from yeah. Montana to California. Yes. Holy shit. But this relationship was not to last. That Christmas... Ed's father took him to meet his paternal grandparents who lived in North Folk, uh, which is located in Northern California. Hmm. It was a quaint uh, little small town nestled in the foothills of the Sierra Mountain Range, perhaps the perfect spot for Ed to get that angst out a little bit. I think Sierra means mountain. Does I think it? this is called the Mountain Mountain Range. <laughs> Isn't is that what it's called there, though, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. weird. Okay. That's weird. Wait, does Nevada mean mountain? <laughs> I don't Where'd think so. Where'd you get well, that from? Because it's the Sierra Nevada mountains. Eh, I guess. So it'd be the mountain Nevada mountains. <laughs> I guess. Not the Mount mountain mountains. 
My, it's oh, it's called the Sierra. Are you sure it's called the Sierra Nevada Mountains? Yeah. Okay. Have the you Sierra seen, Nevada Range. Have I you see. have you seen that kind of cringy Las Vegas commercial? Uh-uh. Where it's like, don't worry, we understand, but just come back when you can. Like it's a tourist one. Like we know you're not uh, doing this right now, but come back when you can. I mean, all their casinos are closed right now. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of sad to be So anyway, Ed Jr. had just effectively dumped his child on his parents, apparently uh. on the behest of his new wife. Later, he even went to such lengths to unlist his phone number to show loyalty to his new family. Whoa. Damn. She's wearing the pants. Yeah. she Ed, is, Ed Jr. is whipped as fuck. Yes. Now, Ed's father calls one night after Clarnell had found out that he dropped Ed off with his, uh, with his parents to live. He, uh, she called him in a drunken state and proceeded to tell him, That guy is a real weirdo. <laughs> You're taking a chance leaving him with your parents. You might be surprised to wake up some morning to learn they've been killed. Ooh. Ooh. Clarnell knows. Ooh, I actually know too, which is crazy. <laughs> so Ed's father basically told Clarnell, thanks for the concern, but he just took it as a idle warning from his ex-wife, who he despised anyway. Mm -hmm. Sure, Ed was a little weird, but sometimes kids are just fucking weird. Uh, perhaps his grandparents would be able to straighten Ed out and put him on the right track. Mm. I mean, look how Ed Jr. had turned out. They did something right. Uh, it might have been, might have been the military. <laughs> yeah. Now, who exactly were Ed's grandparents? His grandmother was 66-year-old Maud Kemper. Maud. <laughs> Sexy name there. Maud. Who is the writer of juvenile stories and an artist. Awesome. Uh, his grandfather was 17... <laughs> 72-year-old Edmund Kemper, <laughs> the Ed, original. Ed Kemp OG. He's the, he's the OG. I love it. Uh, who is now a retired employee of the California Division of Highways. That sounds like a sick pension job is what <laughs> yep. that sounds like. Uh, he spent his remaining days doing a little farming around their 70 acres of land. That Whoa, is a fucking doggy. lot. What a, what a primo. Oh, man, what a good setup. <laughs> With this much property, you'd assume Ed could basically run around unabated and get his angst out a little, perhaps. But that's what you did back on the farm. That's why I said this sounds like fucking paradise yeah. to me. But Ed would always say this was just more of that isolated, lonely feeling that he had always experienced. And perhaps worse, he just felt abandoned and rejected from one person he looked up to, his father. Yep. Ed wasn't the biggest fan of his grandparents either. He saw his grandfather as senile and dull. Yeah. And as we will soon learn, his grandmother was also a domineering woman, perhaps even worse than Clarnell was. So that's going to be... Kemper boys. Yeah. They just love these hard, hard women, I they guess. They love huh? getting fucking humiliated and... This, remi this reminds me because uh, people always say you marry your parents or whatever. Yeah. And literally... Ed's father married his mother in Clarnell. So it's kind of an interesting thing, right? And then he mm. married another domineering woman that made him unlist his number from the phone book. You'd think a soldier who has endured everything he did would be, like, tough, but apparently he just wants to be controlled. He's not an officer. He's a grunt. <laughs> yes. he, he needs to be told what to do <laughs> by a superior officer. There we go. We've got the psychology of Ed's father 
In the Ed Jr. <laughs> is a lifelong grunt. <laughs> but his grandpa certainly did try to help Ed. He gave Ed a rifle and told him he would pay him a bounty for every rabbit and gopher he shot. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Awesome. But Grandpa Kemper had one rule. Do not shoot the birds. Mm. Seeing as how Ed has behaved up to this point, you can imagine what Ed decided to do. Found Ed- all the neighborhood cats. <laughs> <laughs> Ed said, You never saw so many birds disappear so fast. <laughs> I was blowing them away so fast that birds started flying in square just to avoid that place. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, being that Ed was still only 15 years old, he needed to find a school. So begrudgingly, he would be enrolled at Sierra Joint Union High School in nearby in the nearby town of Toll House. Oh. I wonder if that's where they make the cookies. Oh. <laughs> his teachers always remembered his six foot four stature and considered him a quote quiet and cooperative uh, student. Shockingly, he had never caused any trouble at school although for a person with such an uh, high iq he averaged a c plus and a b minus they did the school system's broken yeah it's geniuses get by with c's all the time he probably just didn't care i would say the smartest kids had a c average because they knew how much they needed to put in to get out what they were gonna get the sly ones yeah Mm -hmm. so ed would stay with his grandparents until school ended in june and by all accounts it seemed like his behavior was moving in the right direction after school was out he would return to helena to to be with his mother and sisters there was also a new addition to the home clarnell's third husband Yay. only known as mr uh strand strandberg mr strand i've tried so hard to find his first name i can't find it fucking anywhere he's so. just mr we'll just call him mr strandberg like mr big from sex <laughs> in the city <laughs> uh he would return back to his grandparents about two weeks later on august 12th sheesh when ed returned his grandparents noticed that his Uh, personality was much different than when he had left almost as if all the progress he had made had simply reverted back he hated the fact that he had to return to the school he remembers feeling always sad and just wanting to be left alone Mm. people would tell him when he was in this mood his eyes got got a funny stare uh, Ed felt like his only friend at this point was his pet dog, and he hated the fact that his grandmother would be mean to the dog. Mm. Oh, no. The is dog he... has to go. <laughs> <laughs> to protect it, I must kill it. it. But this makes sense because Ed is doing better, then he goes back with his mother, instantly triggers his mental state oh, again, sure. and he re- returns violent. Isn't so. that true, though? Like, as soon as you... It's like five minutes after returning to your parents' house, you just, like, revert back to how you were. Very true. I know. So, it seems on Ed's return to his grandparents, he felt that his grandmother was starting to be even more demeaning and belittling towards him. Uh, They would constantly bring up the fact of how much his room and board were costing them. Mm. Constantly. (laughs) Do you know how much it takes to feed your six foot four motherfucking ass? Dude, he's fucking 15 years old. Like, you don't don't need to, like, get him for that. Uh. Um, 
They were you know how much you're <laughs> costing us for this room than our house that's probably paid <laughs> off on these 70 acres? Technically nothing. <laughs> zero. Point zero. But it's fuck you. It's just something they like to rub in your fucking face. I know. It's uh, awful. Uh, they, they constantly kept con- trying to control what he could and couldn't do. Ed claims his grandmother was really starting to remind him of, of his mother and said this. She thought she had more balls than any man and was constantly emasculating me and my grandfather prove it. I couldn't please her. It was like being in jail. I became a walking time bomb and I finally blew. This is when his murderous fantasy started to take hold again. Once pretending that his grandmother was sitting in the outhouse, he started firing bullets into it and in his mind imagined her being full of lead. He, he apparently liked to laugh mm. about this story when he was telling it. This would shooting, give him the giggles? Yeah, just shooting up an outhouse, pretending his grandma was in there. <laughs> Another time, she was sitting outside painting, and he aimed his new rifle directly at the back of her head. The only reason he didn't shoot was because he thought his grandfather might be watching. <laughs> Another time, his grandparents were uh, preparing to travel to Fresno, and Ed was just going to be left uh, home alone. Now, his grandmother... It won't be as cool as when Macaulay was left home alone. <laughs> yeah. no, he's not going to set up traps all over the house Mm-mm. for the sticky burglars. Maybe for his grandparents, <laughs> Now, his grandmother went out of her way to make sure she grabbed her grand- uh, his grandfather's forty five automatic because she feared that Ed was going to start playing with it, mm-hmm. Ed said. Why, that old bitch. She's taking the gun with her because she doesn't trust me. Now, what... No, they shouldn't. She shouldn't. No, she shouldn't. What made Ed the most upset about this entire event was that he already told her that he wouldn't touch it and that she simply just didn't believe it. Sure. But he knows he was going to touch it. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck <it> off, Ed. <laughs> To retaliate, Ed began fantasizing about calling up the chief of police in Fresno to report. There's a little old lady walking around town with a 45 <laughs> in her purse, and she's planning a holdup. <laughs> then, obviously, he would make sure to give a detailed description of his grandmother. Yeah. Uh, whether it was this event in particular or the culmination of events, Ed Kemper was most certainly about to shift his fantasies into reality. And that's what we'll pick up for part two. Oh. There we go. Is so, it just a fantasy? I, I thought that was so funny. She's got this big-ass fucking pistol in her purse, <laughs> going to probably a restaurant, and it's like, I'm going to call them say she's going to hold oh, off the joint. God. <laughs> a big Colt forty-five in her pocket. Oh, that's... Oh my gosh! I can't wait for part two. Oh, it's uh, I, I, this is gonna be. So we got three parts. Part one's pretty mild. Part two's getting wild, and part three is gonna be just part three's bad. wet and wild. It's yeah. bad. It's very bad. It's like the Excalibur ride at uh, Valley Fair. Cue bad. the cue the girls gone wild marimbas. Let's uh, <laughs> let's get some Ken, Kemper titties going. Oh, that's so good. Good job, Codes. Thank you. Hell really yeah. great. And that was a great episode 100. Thank you very much. I hope everybody enjoyed it. We, uh, we're, we're sticking with our promise that we're going to cover this guy now. Didn't we literally say, you literally said we'll cover Kemper on episode 100, yep. like fucking at episode 20 or something? Yep. Yeah. We'll get to Kemper at 100. That's <laughs> yeah. when I thought we should get into the heavy hitters yeah. around 100. And honestly, fucking, I'm excited. And I know everyone else is going to be mm, excited online. Absolutely. If you are excited or you just want to congratulate us on 100 episodes, you can do so at bubblebuttpodcast at gmail.com. What's that, Adam? Bubblebuttpodcast at gmail.com. As always, follow us on Twitter. 
Twitter at BumblebuttPod and Facebook and Instagram at BumblebuttPodcast. We also have an iTunes. Mm. No, we don't. We also have a Podbean. <laughs> no, we don't. We also have a Patreon. We talked about yes, it at the top of the show. Technically, we have all three of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the first two don't matter that much. We have our own <laughs> private iTunes. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, Bumblebutt Podcast. Nope. Patreon.com slash Bumblebutt Podcast. That's where you can go. We talked about it at the top of the podcast. Just go ahead. Go ahead and do it if you want to. Yes, please uh, do. Also, I'll tell you what. If I have my phone on me, I found international iTunes reviews that we haven't read, which brings really? us to our most important part of the show, The at least if you ask Cody, the iTunes reviews. Unfortunately, we didn't get any more. You know well, why? Because Jordan wasn't here to threaten them. We didn't have the Listen, threats last Even year. in my absence, the threat stands. Well, I don't hey, know if that's true anymore. Unless there's verbal communication, they don't get it. Well, You know, everybody's at home right now. and Yeah, what just, the fuck else do you have to do, people? Yeah, just get on it. It takes the, it takes five seconds. Here's my new thing. Hit the five star iTunes reviews, write something, or if you're a Spotify user, hit follow. Hit, that's all Literally, you gotta do. Yep. Spotify is much easier. Hit follow, you're good to go. Here Ready we go. I'm gonna read some of these Please international ones. Hell yeah. This one, the first one that I found is from Booga to the Luga via <laughs> I love Apple it. via Apple Podcasts Australia on Ooh. June twenty fifth, twenty nineteen. Oh okay. my god. When your ears hurt when your ear hurts from LPOTL. Love both podcasts, where LPOTL is the th- is the shot, BB is the chaser, that can be enjoyed at ease. Keep up the great work, guys. Thank you, Booga to the Luga. Do you think that's because we don't yell as much as they do? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. They get real yelly. Yeah, they do. We have another one, my friend. Hell yeah. This is called The Meat 22016 from Apple Podcasts, Great Britain, from February 3rd. Listening to this here in the UK, top work, fellas. Thank you. Thank you, the meat. And then from 22620, Apple Podcasts Canada from SMCSC. I just started listening to this podcast and I love it. Thank you. Hell now, yeah. Now we have Pia from Apple Podcasts Ooh. Mexico. I do Ooh. talk. I talked to her uh, quite a bit. Really? Yes. Fantastic. Well, this one says great cases, very well researched, and super funny. Love it. You Thank know, you. You know what uh, she told me uh, in a personal message or whatever, basically, that she usually doesn't like comedy with true crime, but mm. we are somehow able to ride that boundary where we're not too extreme, and you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, a lot we, of people. I've heard that before from other people that we kind of stay in that nice. Nice gray area. We try and keep it funny so, and yeah. also a little dark. Yeah. But I, it's called the theory of <laughs> uh, benign deviance. Theory of benign deviance. Yeah, look it up. Thing? That's okay. where comedy, that's where all comedy comes from is the theory of benign deviance. Really? Yep. Interesting. You don't want it to be too far off the path mm. or else you you sound crazy. But you want to be just a little deviant. I'm going to talk to you about something that I watch that doesn't know that threshold mm. where they go too far and it's just as like gets into like the cringe part like an edge fest yes yeah. yes i will talk about it on between the bubbles fantastic all right well shit man that's gonna do it for all of us here for a hundredth time at Hell the yeah. Bumblebutt podcast this has been adam that has been jordan thank you jordan thank you adam and that has been cody thank you cody thank you adam as always have a nice weekend unless it's tuesday Carol fed her husband to the tigers. (laughs) There's no question.